0: No, it's working, it's working. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, So tonight we've got Susie, who is going to give us a talk on two Miriams, two paths. So, Susie, you're all good. You're good to go. There we go, perfect. All yours. Thank you.
1: Just press this side.
0: Just pressure anywhere? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. this on this side, on the right side. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, One, mm-hmm. i uh, so happy to be with you again in person. Um, and uh, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Saturday, but tomorrow is fast anyway, so we start the fast of St. Mary. Um, and tonight we're going to talk about two Miriams. And, uh, the name Miriam is very, very dear to my heart, of course. Uh, Saint Miriam we all love, but uh, I have very special, like there is a very special person whose name is Miriam as well and she is actually here today. And this makes talking about Miriam very pleasant to me. But uh, today we are going to talk about two Miriams, one that comes from a very long time ago and one is, of course, uh, St. Mary, as you might have guessed from the picture. Um, and uh, we may be able to, like, create some comparison between the two Marys. Of course, you know that St. Mary, Mary's name is Mariam, and the uh, Mariam we are going to talk about is also Mariam. Um, so let's start. Can you? Of course, you probably guessed who is the first Mariam. Yeah? Who? Huh? Does anybody know who is the first Maryam? Hmm? No. Who I, I, I think you know what you mean it, but you just her used the wrong sister name. Of huh? Sister of Moses, is Moses. Moses' sister. Thank you. So, I, I, is it okay if I, if I take my mask? Am I far enough? It's just yeah, yeah. very suffocating for me. So as we know, the first Miriam we are going to talk about is a character from the Old Testament. She is the sister of Moses and Aaron. She is the older sister um, of the two brothers, and I'm sure we are all aware of the circumstances uh, of that led to the picture we are seeing here. When uh, Pharaoh, uh, the Pharaoh of Egypt, saw that the Egyptians were becoming a great power, uh, the Jewish story in Egypt. Um, and he worried about the increase in number and increase in power, so he decided that all the newborn males should be thrown in the Nile. Moses' mother was a godly mother, Was his parents, Imram and Reqabed, and they had faith, and she tried as long as she could to keep him hidden in the house until it was no longer possible. And then she came up with the idea of getting this basket and lining it inside with clay and outside with bitumen and putting the child in it and pushing him in the water and hoping and praying that somehow he will be saved. And this is one of the things um, that we need to ponder on today. To tell you the truth, when uh, Micheline asked me to prepare Um, and the topic had to do with St. Mary, I thought, what can I say about St. Mary? We know everything that could possibly be said about St. Mary. And then I thought in my heart that we know everything, and we hear tons of things every day, but it doesn't really matter what we hear. What matters is when I come, like today, for example, I come with a conscious decision to take something that changes my life. So first point to take from here is the faith of the mother who put the child and if you were living in at that time in these circumstances very well known that the baby when they see him is a Jewish baby he will be killed anyway so there was no hope but he was not only saved he was saved and he became the man who saved all his people afterwards. This is not our topic, but something to keep in mind if you came today with an impossible in your life. Think of this. So they put the child, and the mother left and instructed her daughter to keep an eye. She was hiding between the reeds and looking at the child as the basket moved. And it was a huge risk, because if she was found, she would be defying the pharaoh's orders and would be killed, if the basket moved away from the reeds and went into the body of the Nile, it will go with uh, with the current and be lost. But God intervenes when it's impossible. And this is when the basket moved towards a place where the daughter, the princess, the pharaoh's daughter usually goes to bathe and she saw the basket and they heard a baby crying. They bring it out. And here is the first glimpse of Uh, Miriam, our uh, heroine tonight, when she comes with a wisdom that must be given from God, because a little child sees a completely unpredictable situation. She didn't know that the, the princess would take the child and decide to keep him. Who would ever think of something like this? And she rushes to her and with complete innocence asks her if she wants someone to come and nurse the baby. And the answer is yes. And now they have their child. They are raising their child. They are feeding the child not only food but faith. And he is in their house with absolutely no fear and no worry because he is the son of the uh, princess. And by the way, she is the one who called him uh, Moses, or like uh, taken from the water. So we see the wit and the and the the. The courage of Miriam, and we think let's like keep it in our mind, and we will talk about it later. And then we don't hear anything about Miriam until later, when Moses becomes the great leader who is told by God to come back to Egypt and lead the people and go to the Pharaoh and say, "Let my people go." and when they go in the desert and they are being chased by pharaoh and his chariots and his soldiers and there is no way to go the sea is in front of them another impossible situation and the the the, the enemy is behind them and moses prays and god says to him why are you broken like this and god opens a way in the sea in the red sea and they cross the red sea and now i have a question for those who are Um, uh, who love hymns and so on. What happened when they crossed the Red Sea? Something we uh, recite a lot. Does anybody know? And we're talking about Miriam here. Anybody? Yeah? Sorry? Exactly. And where do we sing this? exactly so those who come to tasbihah and by the way i love tasbihah i love midnight praises um uh, those who come to tasbihah will hear the song when in arabic we say al faras warakib al faras tarahuma fi al bahri fa nujadd al rabb lianahu bil majd qad tamajjad nusabbih al rabb lianahu bil majd or uh, we see um, at the red sea miriam is the one who took Uh, The instruments and led all the Jewish women in their song where they said the horse and his rider um, he has thrown into the sea. Let us sing to the Lord for he has uh, triumphed gloriously. Uh, and of course, we know this, and we, we sing it in Tazbeha, but maybe we don't know. No, actually, we know, because we say at the beginning, وَبَدَأَتْ مَرْيَمْ فِي مقدم, تقول, We say that Miriam lets them, and she lets them enjoy. And it was, I read that the song of Miriam at the crossing of the Red Sea was considered the oldest, the strongest, and the most beautiful national anthem ever sung. Because can you imagine a whole nation singing behind her, dancing and glorifying God for opening a way when it was impossible to have a road? And this is Miriam, and for the first time we see her called by the name of a prophetess. And uh, a prophetess is a female for a prophet. And she, o- she is also a poetess. And uh, I love poetry because my, those who know me know that my dad was a poet. And she wrote, she was the first female poetess and first uh, prophetess in the uh, Bible. And then I want to draw your attention to something. If you remember the story of the 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 israelites you will remember that they crossed the red sea and a number of years later they need to cross another body of water does anybody remember which Hmm? yes the jordan river mariam sang and they crossed the red sea when they were faced by the jordan they remembered that they crossed the red sea so there was like a, a previous experience and unfortunately, some of us, not all of us, of course, have many Red Seas that have been crossed with God. But when we come to the next body of waters that we need to cross, we forget. And it's as if we are starting again from the very beginning. Um, I don't know if I told you this, because this is one of the things that I will never forget, and I, I always mention it. But I had a friend who was going through a very, very, very tough time. And he would text me like even at, after midnight, Susie, the situation is getting worse and I don't, there is no hope and so on. And finally, God intervened and the situation was resolved. And he sent me a text message that I promised not to delete. Unfortunately, the phone died and I changed company. I was never to retrieve it. But he said to me, Susie, never delete this message. And if I complained again about a hopeless situation, send it back to me. So let's have our experiences with God as like blocks that build a mountain that we can climb on and look to the horizon and know that God is there. Don't start from scratch every time, because this means that we are children. We forget, and we don't see what God has done to us. So anyway, this was a side point. But Miriam here used his her gift. So she was the first sweet singer of Israel, and she started singing the beautiful song. Those of you who don't come to Tazbah and don't know the song, please read it, because it's really the story of our salvation, the story of our victory. And it's a long and beautiful song. But she sang it and led all the women in singing. And in the dreary desert that they were going to um, cross, and (laughs) Uh, her song was a source of encouragement and joy and memory of all the things that God has done in, um, in their life. Uh, both her words and her work were a testament of how she saw God's work I want to tell you something about this about using your gifts in the most un, uh, not normal situation like Miriam here, they crossed they are probably tired, they are just like taking the breath after what has happened and the Pharaoh and the chariots and everything. And maybe it's time to look at if they lost anything about the kids. But now she started and she changed the mood completely. And I want to tell you that when when my Baba went to heaven um, and we went to the cemetery, of course you can imagine that this is the most difficult time of all uh maybe between the departure and going to the cemetery there are a lot of things but this is the moment which is really dreaded and when you arrive here for those of you who have not been in a canadian cemetery and if it's outside you wait and they start to prepare like to lower the the casket and so on and there was a terrible silence and a very uh heavy silence and i have a friend Uh, Marie, who is my twin from birth, like I'm one day older than her and our families have been friends and she literally is my twin. And she was standing there, she doesn't know anyone anyone, because she comes from a totally different place um, and she is Catholic so she is not even acquainted with other people from our church. And as we were all waiting, suddenly Marie started singing a beautiful hymn about heaven and about the joy that, that, that happens with the, with the encounter with Jesus. And suddenly, and I'm, I'm, I'm really serious, there was, of course there was grief and sadness, but there was joy in the heart. And as I saw Marie doing this, and everyone, it was a known song, and everyone started singing the hymn with her, she turned the situation into a celebration of Baba. And I'm sure Zadaba loved this because he was a godly man. So when you have a talent, use it. And don't don't find yourself in a situation and say, this will be ridiculous, or who will care, or maybe people. She created, she, she changed the atmosphere completely. And this is what Miriam did here. And now we come to the critical point. You know, da-da-da-da, we went to the very beautiful um, Uh, character of Miriam and how she praised the Lord, but now there is a warning sign. Um, The same way praise elevates us to higher grounds, pride, you know the Bible says that before the fall comes pride, uh, pride. and this is what happened here. Apparently, there was pride that was brewing in Miriam's uh, heart seeing she is now considered a prophetess. She is called by Moses in the Bible, so he must have been inspired by God to call her a prophetess. And she is um, one of the leaders. And I'll tell you later how she was known as a leader here. And now she's seeing her younger brother, the one she saved from death, being the prominent person. And maybe she is hiding like between, behind him. And she didn't like it. So the Bible tells us that they, she took an excuse of him of Moses marrying um, a Cushite woman, which I believe is an Ethiopian uh, woman, and they took this as an excuse to start to crit- criticize Moses. And she said, hasn't, she's talking to her brother, hasn't God spoken to us the same way he's spoken to Moses? So what makes Moses very special? God is talking to the two of us too. And this is the, the, the sad part of an, a great character. When we see all the great things she has done, and then we see how pride comes. And when jealousy enters the heart, it's like fire that consumes everything. So um, we see a jealous uh, sister. and. There is a beauty in the Bible here because the Bible really acts as a mirror that shows us everything doesn't hide anything, shows us the beauties and the blemishes of the person, and you will find that probably like the like because I love Joshua and I don't see any, and, and the Bible didn't really mention any blots about him, but other than that, think of all the great characters of the Bible, and you will find that each one has a blot that really like stains the character in, in our thinking, but it's not, um, it's, 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 it's part of the beauty, because for me, for example, I love Peter, because when I feel so weak, I think of Peter and he is my strength because he denied Christ but he came back. My saint is St. Moses the Black because he was a criminal and he, was, he led a terrible situation, but we see the beauty of his repentance. So in the same way, the Bible shows us all the blemishes as the beauties and he shows us also the repentance and the redemption. So let's talk a little bit about jealousy here because it's one of the problems that could be unidentified in our hearts. Sometimes we may have anger, for example, at a colleague at work uh, or at a friend. And we ascribe it to many things, like to their way of work, the way they act, they drive me mad and so on. But just beware in case there is jealousy or envy Uh, that's deep in in the heart hiding, and you are just finding excuse to uh, show, express anger at a person. And of course, at the first place, being angry at someone is is not Christian anyway, but just beware of jealousy, uh, because when it takes root, it sprouts, and it really um, conceives everything. What do I do if I have uh, this jealousy? The Bible tells us um, in, the, in Psalm 37, of course, this is just one example, uh, be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him and entrust yourself to him. Do not fret, whine, or agonize because of, because of him who prospers in his ways. Um, and, and not necessarily everyone uh, who is prosperous is, is uh, evil, but even in case. So sometimes my situation could be different from others and I start saying, why me and why not? And, and why me, I think I have heard it like, from myself and from other people hundreds of times in my life. I will tell you a funny situation um, that had some of this in my heart recently and, and how God taught me. Um, on March uh, 17th, uh, 2020, Uh, was the last was my last day physically at work Um, my uh, my boss came to me and say and said Suzanne I want to talk to you and she told me that because of COVID and everything it was this I work at the hospital for sick children so it was decided that nurses and patient facing um, uh, jobs will come to the office. But other jobs will have to work remotely until the situation changes. And of course, we hope that this will not be long, maybe a month, maybe less, and so on. And I remember I left that day and I was driving, uh, coming back on the gardener, and I was in tears. Because in my heart, I felt I am a non essential person and I'm not needed. And this is a very important time and I want to be there. Um, and I was very sad for a couple of days actually. I remember very well. I can't remember this March 17th. What day of the week it was, but uh, uh, on the weekend, like on the Friday, uh, we or the Saturday, sorry, we visited the monastery, um, um, the 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 nuns' monastery in Ontario here, Paisley, I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and we were in the monastery and I was praying, God, like, I hope this will not stay long. I feel terrible, I want to be back to work and so on. And I received a text message right after the liturgy from my boss saying, Suzanne, I know it's a weekend, I'm so sorry, but there are very important, there is very important data that we need. Uh, and I said to her, I'm, I'm actually out of town, I will be home at four, is it okay? And this was the beginning. On that Saturday at 4 p.m., it never ended until probably maybe October uh, last year when, when I was able to finish work before 11 or midnight. I was working like crazy. And I, I didn't stay still, and I'm not saying that, that I applied this, but God taught me, because sometimes God teaches us. He taught me that you don't worry about anything. Leave things to me if you understand that I am the Pantoprator, and if I want you to be at home, it, it, just go and be at home. And I want to tell you that there has never been such a great opportunity for me as this opportunity of working from home. I used to like drive at least three hours every day, come home so exhausted. Of course I worked the, this time at home, but it was totally different. And it wouldn't have happened without this experience. So um, we let's go back to uh, Miriam. I told you these are the words uh, she said uh, that hasn't the lord uh, spoken to the two of us to, to me and to you aaron and uh, she became uh, personally jealous of her brother and uh, god heard it of course and she was called to the principal's office because if you read the the text it's exactly like this you will find that it says that god uh, became angry and uh, and God called Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to the tabernacle. So they were called to the principal's office. And there, uh, God said that he was very upset with what Miriam uh, did. And there was the punishment. Does anyone remember what was the pun- punishment? Anybody? Hmm? Yes. Uh, so she was stricken by leprosy. Um, but it wasn't for long, because when, when this happened, um, and, uh, and uh, in the same moment, she, her body became white as snow. And God departed in anger. And Aaron and Moses saw their sister. And in brotherly love, they were crying. And Aaron was praying and asked Moses to pray for her and ask God to heal her. And Moses prayed and asked God. And God said, OK. I will heal her, but she will have to to be like this for seven days. And God used an example, saying that if a girl um, uh, uh, did like to to her committed a sin against her dad, wouldn't she wouldn't there be some sort of apology? So she has to pay this as well. And you, for us just to hear, she got leprosy for seven days, and then she was back it may sound simple but if you remember what it means for a person who has leprosy to go outside the camp to be covered in linen she has to cover her mouth if she ever sees someone approaching she has to scream saying unclean unclean so that nobody comes close to her so imagine what jealousy does to the heart we were talking minutes ago about someone Whose song and talent and uh, divine inspiration brought all the people together after the crossing of the sea. About someone who had wisdom from God to speak when her son, when her brother was taken by the princess and, and, and could have been uh, dead. And now she is an outcast outside for seven days. Of course, Um, It doesn't uh, last, but maybe the effect effect, uh, lasted with her, and and we have to be very careful uh, because the Bible always tells us that God hates those who are pride in uh, their hearts. Um, Of course, uh, repentance brings complete renewal uh, because we may think that Miriam lost everything because of her mistake, but we know better we have seen david we have seen peter we have seen tons of people who made mistakes and came back and came new and came even better than before Uh, and we have seen ourselves as well and how god treats us so with miriam we know that uh, that she was so loved the people refused to move the camp and insisted to wait for her for the seven days until she was healed and came back and then they they continued their journey uh, towards the promised land. And 700 years later, we hear about her through the the, the 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 divine inspiration on the mouth of Micah, a prophet Micah, when God was talking to the to the Israelites and reminding them of all the things He had done to them, and He mentions the three of them. He says, "And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam." So Miriam was not cancelled. So remember, no matter how big my mistake. I can never be canceled as long as there is repentance. And uh, very quickly from Miriam, as we mentioned, we learn to be brave and trust in the Lord's protection, uh, the way she acted when her brother was in the basket and she went and spoke to the princess to use our gifts to bring glory to God, to bring joy to people, to bring comfort when people are uh, sad, like the story of Marie, my friend, said I just uh, told you to avoid the temptation to have power over influence. There are people who have absolutely no power or authority and have incredible influence on uh, the people around them. And there are people who have no uh, have all the authority you can think of and have absolutely no influence or maybe bad influence on uh, people. Um, And then, uh, very quickly, uh, we move to our other uh, Maryam, a beautiful, beautiful uh, Maryam, St. Mary. 1400 years later, we come to another Maryam who has some common uh, characteristics and some different characteristics from uh, the first Maryam. And we see in the song that Mary said when the angel appeared to her, we see humility, great humility, she says, um, uh, God has scattered the proud in the uh, imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. Um, and she thought of herself as the lowly maid of the Lord. And we start seeing a character. She is here like a young girl who was uh, born to parents who are considered barren. And then after prayers, God gives them a child, and they promise that if they get a child, they will take her to serve in the altar. So at the age of three, she's away from her parents, living in the altar, learning the word of God, and serving God, and continues the entire uh, in, her, in her entire life. And we start to see the wisdom of St. Mary from the very beginning when we start hearing about her. We see uh, the angel coming to tell her about the, like the, in the Annunciation, and we see wisdom. Uh, the fathers of the church say that when St. Mary answered the angel saying, how could this be to me if I did not know a man? They say that this was acting in a way different from what Eve did when the serpent came to her. She did not in haste just answer yes. She wanted to understand first. And when she understood, she said yes. Uh, so it was very normal for her uh, to sa- ask this question. And the angel said to her that you have attained um, favor from God. So now I want to ask you, and I hope uh, some of you will uh, participate, what are the things that you, see, you, you think Saint Mary had that made her attain favor with God? Any of the characteristics that come to your mind? Anyone? Hmm? Humility. I heard someone else talking. What else, other than humility? You said something. Humility. Anything else? Hmm? Only humility? I can't hear. Obedience, absolutely, 100%, and we will talk about it. Anything else? Okay, I can't hear you, but uh, humility, of course, is the first one. Uh, Faith, patience, courage, obedience, as you guys mentioned, kindness and compassion, love and dedication to him, And from these, we see why she was worthy to be called by the angel, you attained uh, favor from God. Um, Attaining favor from God does not mean no suffering. And sometimes we get very confused about this. Um, I, I have been doing my best. Uh, to come closer to God and to build a real relationship but things are not any better and I expected them to be better actually things are getting complicated and we look at St. Mary if we ever question and we see that her uh, 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 being the chosen uh, woman to be the mother of God did not spare her suffering and pain Um, we see her standing before the cross with unbelievable pain seeing her son on the cross, um, and not a word of reproach or anger at God or, God, where are you? How would you allow this to my son? Complete obedience and surrender to uh, to, to God's decisions. Uh, complete self-control and faith. Uh, we look at St. Mary, and we see from the moment of her greatest glory when the angel comes to her, to the moment of her greatest sorrow and pain when Saint Simon in the altar holds a child and tells her, you know what he told her? Anybody remember? What will go through her heart? Like a sword will go through your heart from the pain you will see when you see your son on the cross. And between those two moments, we see self-control and faith and then uh, we see her trusting the Lord and waiting on uh, his timing. Uh, Can you imagine like as a virgin betrothed to be married and then an angel comes and tells her you you will be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Okay, fine, but what do I tell to Joseph? Joseph was an old man in charge of her. How can I face him? What can I do? But we see that Mary didn't take things into her hand and she left them into God, and God was capable to solve it, even though it was an impossible situation. Like, we are now used to the story. So we hear it every day, and we know, yeah, the angel came to St. Mary, and then the angel came to St. Joseph, and this happened. But think about the time in between. Think about the time when she had to to, to face Joseph and face people, and the angel hasn't come yet, and all these things. Um, so. Saint Mary left things in God's hand and an angel came to Joseph to tell him that don't worry because uh, everything is okay. Uh, Mary questioned God out of sincere uh, belief in Him, as I mentioned the situation when she asked the angel, um, and that was very normal. Then said Mary unto the angel, "How shall this be, seeing I know not a man?" So I think we learn from her that it's okay to ask God questions if our intentions are to really know His will and understand why He is directing my way, my life this way or this way. Mary believed some impossible things. We know, for example, that one of them was her pregnancy through the Holy Spirit. Can someone tell me what is the other one? She believed, like in this encounter with with the angel, she believed two things, and the two things were impossible. What was the second one? Hmm? Sorry? Elizabeth? Exactly, so she did not only believe the impossible that she will uh, be pregnant from the Holy Spirit She also believed that Elizabeth, who was an old woman, which was impossible for her to be pregnant That she is also pregnant and she headed her way to help her So Mary believed the impossible and she knew that nothing is impossible with God Because it's enough like give me one and oh okay, that's big But two things, I'm going to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit, and Elizabeth is pregnant too, but she believed and she didn't uh, question, and she went to Elizabeth. Um, Maybe this is also one thing for us to learn, especially in today's society, where being loud and boastful is not necessarily using our uh, words, but maybe using the media. Um, and everything in the media is about me and my achievements and the places I go to and so on. Mary was not like this. If any woman throughout history had the right to be proud and boastful, it would be Mary. And on the contrary, we find that she wasn't at all. Um, The Bible tells us she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She quietly pondered all these things, and the more she pondered, the more God revealed things to her. And sometimes we do, we don't stop um, like boasting and talking about our achievements. I'm sure I'm hundred percent sure I told you about the the president of the Green Beans. Did I say it to you before? Because I love this one. You know, I, I I'm sure I mentioned that The guy who Became very proud and very boastful and all the time talking about his new job and how now being the, the, the vice president at the company, he has no time for family, no time for friends, no time for nothing. And he inserted it in every sentence that he could ever say and his wife could no longer take it. So she said to him, stop enough i can no longer hear you talking about this what do you think you are the president the vice president of green beans he said to her you are so ridiculous there isn't even such a thing and she said yes there is so the next day he called lovelace and he said can i speak to the president of green beans they said frozen or fresh please so (laughs) so sometimes we are like this without knowing so maybe we can just sit quietly and think about all the things we say and what do we mean by them. Not because of how we affect people, but because of how God sees us and how we can reflect the true image of Christ who who was humble. And they said that he walked in the street and nobody heard his voice. And he was driven like a sheep and he didn't open his mouth. And she had generosity and service. Who can tell me two examples? And they are, actually the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about St. Mary, but there are two examples that shows us her generosity and service. Does anyone remember one of them or the two? When she went to St. Elizabeth to serve her, what was the other one? Anyone? She saw a poor, normal, unknown family being in a very tough situation because it was a wedding and they had the people and there was no enough wine. They ran out of wine. And she went to Jesus and she asked him. And it was the beginning. She could have said, oh, too bad, or, or not even pretend that she doesn't know so she, she, she wouldn't embarrass him. But she didn't. I want to tell you about something amazing that happened uh, exactly last week. The two things happened last week. Um, I was talking to a person uh, from our church who had um, a heart procedure or a heart surgery or something. Um, and as she was talking, and I said, oh, I, I didn't know, um, and, uh, and, and how are you doing, and how are you managing, and so on. And she said, oh, no, no worries, God sends angels. And she mentioned the name of a lady in our church, very quiet, very unnoticed, who has been going to her every day helping her, if I tell you, you will not believe it. Uh, This woman is known for making things generously and giving them to people, food and stuff. So this is not a necessity if you are sick, right? If you're sick, you just take care of your day-to-day life. But to have someone come to help you, not to manage your day-to-day life, but to make the food that you like to send to people, like nothing even, it's not a necessity. But she told me, no, this person uh, came every day and helped me uh, to do everything. May God reward her. And I said, oh, this person is amazing. Like I, I, I didn't even know they were friends. And then, last Thursday, I was in the church. And I met another member of our church who is not Egyptian. And knowing the two persons, the, the non-Egyptian person and the person who was helping, I I'm telling you I can't see a single thing that could bring them together. Like like age, groups, any language, everything. And this person was telling me that she had to move and it was a tough a move and so on and I said oh and she had little children and I said how did you manage to do everything and she said oh God sends angels he sent me the same person and in my heart I was convicted because I thought how many times we can escape a phone call because you are tired and maybe the person needs to talk to you how many times you see an opportunity to serve and not take it and this person that who came up in the two occasions is probably someone who looks for trouble. In my in our perspective it's trouble, looks for service, looks for opportunities. Like Saint Mary, she goes, she's pregnant, she's young, she is in a very tough situation and she walks to Elizabeth and she goes to a wedding, she should just keep quiet because it's really none of her business and she brings them wine. So let's open our eyes and maybe change our perspective and start to search for blessings. And if we find an opportunity, don't don't, don't waste it. Um, even if it's an opportunity to say, Thank you to someone, to, to see someone doing something and say, this is so beautiful. And of course, you, you need to mean it, not fake it, but be genuine in what you say. Don't save it and search for this. Um, and then, uh, to end, a few things to learn from uh, St. Mary, from what we mentioned. Uh, to be a willing vessel to the Lord, no matter how he changes the path that I had planned for my life. Uh, we all, of course, God gave us the will and gave us the intellect and gave us the ability to plan our life and there is absolutely nothing wrong with this but if he changes our path just be a willing vessel and trust that great things come from this. Think even of Moses, the one we're talking about today and all the things that happened to bring him back to where he was. Think of Joseph, think of all the Think of situations in your life and trust that he, if he changes the path, he has a better path for you. Um, humility is a theme we see repeatedly in her life, and this is something that maybe I, need, I know I need to learn, and maybe some of you uh, need it as well. Uh, praise and worship. Um, those of you who know about uh, people like Abuna al-Bishoy Kamil and, and things like them, you you hear stories about them even going to surgeries and when they are under uh, uh anesthesia they are they are they are praising god because the heart doesn't stop the heart becomes cleansed and we need to praise god a lot and i'll tell, i'll go back to tasbaha i know i mentioned Tezbeha a lot when we were talking about miriam but for those of you who never experienced the beauty of Tezbeha, i urge you to try it I may have told you this again before, but when I was young, I hated alhan. I'm not joking. When they put me in an alhan lesson in our Sunday school in Egypt, actually, like for, for high school, I couldn't wait for this to end. And uh, 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 I couldn't, I, I, I didn't like it, honestly. Until one day we were in a retreat and I attended Tazbah, and the words... And the music, and I saw the salvation of, of, of the story of our salvation told simply through Tazbiha and beautiful. Like when we say, for example, like uh, ilahi." I don't, know, I usually pray in Arabic, so I don't know like the exact um, words in English. But uh, when we say so beautiful and it really makes your heart, you go to sleep and your heart continues to sing. So try to try if you have never done it before and you will enjoy it. Um, Keep some of your thoughts to yourself. Uh, I could be a chatterbox who talks and talks and talks and at the end you find that there was really no need for this. Uh, St. Mary kept many things in her heart and she thought about them. And sometimes we need to ponder and keep quiet instead of talking all the time. Um, also, uh, dwell on God's word as she did. And that's why she understood and she accepted uh, God's invitation to be uh, his mother. Turn to Christ as soon as difficulty arises. And this is what she did. She, When she needed to defend herself with a pregnancy, she left it up to God. And God didn't give her good words to convince Joseph or um, uh, like convince him he sent an angel. Like, he, like God's ways are so far beyond our understanding. Um, and the last is even when circumstances make things feel and seem impossible, continue to trust God. Uh, Mary witnessed her son who was promised to be the savior of the world on the cross, dying, and she still trusted uh, his uh, divinity and, and, and his lordship over her and over us. Um, and glory be to God forever. Amen. Do you take questions? Sorry? Do you take questions? No, I take my payment first, and then I answer questions. You have your payment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there are any questions, guys, we're lucky to have Abuna here to answer. <laughs> any questions or challenges with uh, things that we uh, discussed and said that we need to um, to uh, change and work on. It?